Deputy President David Mabuza has criticised SAPs for not reacting preemptively in Soweto, where locals have been looting shops owned by foreign nationals. I don't think uh, there should be any excuse from the police uh, to say they could not anticipate that thing happening. I think they should have the capacity. That's why there's crime intelligence. So we must insist on the police to do what they're supposed to do. There can be a place in South Africa that it's it's a no-go area. And we accept that a township, it's a very unsafe place, so we accept it as a norm. It's incorrect. We We must do something to deal with crime. He also condemned the looting of foreign-owned shops. The gripe and the problem was that these shops are selling expired goods. And I asked myself, now if these shops are selling expired goods, why people are looting these expired goods and taking them into their homes? That means these goods are not expired. It's just a way of uh, deceiving all of us to say the goods are expired but they are looting. The essence is to loot. The National Assembly Rules Committee unanimously adopted the new procedures for the removal of a sitting president from office in terms of Section 89 of the Constitution. It includes allowing the Speaker to refer a motion with supporting evidence submitted by an MP to a panel of three independent legal experts. Deputy Speaker of the House and Member of the Rules Committee, Lechisa Tsenodi. The processes that uh, and it's of its debate and its discussion, uh, I think, is what served as the foundation for the final decisions that are made. There has been enough robust debate, uh, but it appears from the agreement at the Rules Committee the other day that uh, we may have found each other. And so presiding officers with officials are working towards a date, possibly next week, to ask the House to receive and support the report of the, of the Rules Committee. Former Steinhoff CFO Ben Lohransi has told Parliament that pension money's lost when the company's shares crashed late last year is likely not to be recovered. It's estimated that about 18 billion rand in funds belonging to public service employees was lost when Steinhoff's shares collapsed following the revelations of accounting irregularities. Lohransi explains. I do believe that the losses that the pension funds took up to date will in all likelihood be permanent losses and not necessarily temporary losses. Certainly in my mind, I I cannot see that the share price would go back to the levels it were before what happened in December. And you can see that from the numbers that Steinhoff released. An independent panel of experts set up to consider how to mitigate the impact of the VAT increase from 14 to 15 percent has presented to Parliament what additional items must be included in the current list of zero-rated items. The panel considered 66 products suggested by the public but trimmed the list to eight. The list includes bread and cake flour, white bread, disposable nappies, sanitary products and school uniform. Panel Chairperson Professor Ingrid Woolard explains how poor households will benefit. So the items that we, that we suggest, um, we estimate that about 2.8 billion would be returned to those, seven, those bottom seven decils. So the bottom seven decils would be paying 3.1 billion extra in VAT, but through the additional zero rating, 2.8 billion would be returned to those households. So it's not, it's not perfect, 
Um, of course, some households will, will not get, get the full benefit, but the, that was the sort of, 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 of way that we approached it. Justice Committee members were surprised this week when they learned at a meeting that Matole Mucheha was no longer the chairperson or a member of the committee. It convened to discuss how to proceed with the inquiry into the public protector Busisiwe Mkwebani's fitness to hold office. The new chairperson, Vincent Smith, postponed the meeting. Maybe it's opportune to apologize for the, for the proceedings, but I don't think that it is ever going to happen again in this committee that we have such a disorganized meeting. It should never happen. Not in a committee as important as this. It should not happen. And we're going to try all of us not to do it. And uh, I hope everybody appreciates that I literally have been put into the situation now. And it's going to be impractical or even going to be about ticking the boxes if I must preside over a meeting that I have not even looked at the documentation. So I'm going to propose that this meeting gets postponed for me to familiarize myself with what's the proceedings and we'll take it as soon as possible. British Prime Minister Theresa May says the UK is determined to re-energize its long-standing relationship with South Africa. May was in South Africa as part of a three-country visit to Africa that includes Kenya and Nigeria. She says the UK, as South Africa's largest trade partner, supports President Cyril Ramaphosa's investment drive and encourages British firms to invest in the country. The UK has long been the biggest investor in South Africa and is the second biggest investor across Africa. And as I said in my speech today, my ambition is for the UK to be the number one G7 investor in Africa by 2022. As we discussed in London, uh, the UK fully supports your drive, Mr President, to attract more investment to South Africa so as to create jobs and economic growth. Meanwhile, President Ramaphosa has assured May and a delegation that the issue of land expropriation is not an insurmountable problem. He says, like apartheid, the country will solve the issue of land expropriation without collapsing the country's economy. Those who have been concerned and feared that this may not be well handled need to be reassured that uh, we are as responsible as we were when we settled the apartheid nightmare. And similarly, on this issue, we are certain as South Africans that we are going to find solutions that are going to make sure that uh, our people have access to land, 